We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Well, the Irish are 2-0, fell in the polls this week after rallying to beat Toledo at Notre Dame Stadium 32-29. The Irish Notre Dame Stadium winning streak is up to 25 consecutive games, and they're a touchdown favorite against the Purdue Boilermakers Saturday at 2.30 right here on WSBT Radio. We're talking Notre Dame football with Brian Driscoll, the publisher of irishbreakdown.com. And, Brian, one of the big storylines since the Toledo game and even dating back to the Florida State game was the up-and-down play of the Fighting Irish offensive line. Now, as I've talked about the line this week, personally, I have mentioned in one person's opinion, Pro Football Focus, who breaks down all the plays, they had Jared Patterson, the Irish center, as the most productive, efficient player of all the offensive players for Notre Dame against Toledo. Whether you agree with that or not, just want to throw that out there. But you look at the rest of the offensive line, how fixable is this, and is there an easy fix for this coaching staff? Well, I'll be honest. I've stopped using pro football focus in my articles when it comes to their grades. It's just um, their grading system and their inconsistency with how they grade is just – it's become pretty bad the last couple years, unfortunately, because I used to – they used to be a great resource. But, you know, are these things fixable? Absolutely. You know, and now will they get fixed? That's a different conversation. But, you know, I I remember 2018, you know, they had a kind of a solid start against Michigan, and then they came out against Ball State, and they were terrible. I mean, Notre Dame beat Ball State 24-16, and Ball State's not as good as Toledo was. And then the next game, they came out against Vanderbilt, and they were kind of okay, and then they were pretty good against Wake Forest. And then by game five against Stanford, they were really good. And then Alex Barrs got hurt, you know. But they were still solid the rest of the year, and that team went 12-0. and So it certainly can get fixed. Uh, will it get fixed? We'll, we'll, we'll start to kind of find out this weekend because they're going to have quite the test. But, you know, a lot of the things that are going on, are a, a product of the fact that you do have four players playing together that haven't played together for the first time, or five guys that are, that are playing together for the first time. But at the end of the day, Darren, the one thing that, that we're saying that needs to get fixed, that can get fixed the fastest, that needs to get fixed first, is, there, is the effort. 
I mean, they're they're just not playing with a lot of fire. They're not playing a lot of passion. There's a lot of uncertainty. They're not playing with any force. They're not driving guys off the ball. The fact that they couldn't drive Toledo's undersized defensive line off the ball is is very concerning and troubling. And that's the biggest thing for me that got, has to get fixed. And that could get fixed by yesterday's practice if your head yeah. co- if your if your offensive line coach is walking into that room and saying what he needs to be what needs to be said. I think back to last year, Brian, you had two really good offensive guards, including Aaron Banks, you know, Tommy Kramer, a really solid guard. And there was never a moment last year in any game where I said, I think they need to rotate in more guards because of so many plays and you got to worry about fatigue. Now, Brian Kelly mentioned that on Monday. He needs to rotate guards because of the number of plays that they're having to be on the field for. I also understand coach speak. You have to protect your players. And that sounded like him protecting his offensive guards who frankly, Brian have really struggled so far this year. I mean, I understand getting protecting players, but at the same time there, there comes a point in time where you're just, you're saying things that we know to be absurd. And, and that's kind of my frustration with coach Kelly is, What's wrong with him saying, you know, these are these are kids on scholarship at the University of Notre Dame. What's wrong with him saying, hey, look, the fact is our guard play's got to get better. And, and and the way that we've played the first couple games, th- there are other guys that need – we need to see if there's some other guys can maybe can, can be part of this thing. Maybe a rotation will help, you know, help them focus. Maybe it will help them lock in or something like that. But don't don't pretend like everything is fine. And and you're just gonna play guys because they need a breather. Like at no point ever in in football have I ever heard, you know, offensive linemen can't handle the reps of of things. I mean, and then what does that say about Matt Bayless? So you know, you're gonna throw Matt Bayless under the bus because he can't get the offensive lineman in good enough shape to be able to play a full game against Toledo. And it's not like Notre Dame is playing just an absurd number of snaps. You know, they're not Wake Forest where they're playing 90 snaps a game. You know, they, they, it just some of the times he just said they've played seventy and seventy five snaps. That's kind of an you know just normal yeah. two two yeah. game period, right? Uh, I just wish sometimes he would use the media to say to send a message to his team. You know, like that guy down in Tuscaloosa <laughs> or Dabo, where you say, "Hey, look, there's a standard of play here at Notre Dame, and right now in the offensive line, we're not playing to that standard, right? And 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 we got to figure out a way to 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 play at that level." I just don't understand why he's not willing to say that. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
Brian Driscoll is the publisher at irishbreakdown.com. Joining me, Darren Pritchett on Sportsbeat AM. Brian, how important was the decision that Brian made on Saturday to insert Tyler Buckner, the freshman, in at quarterback? How important was that and truly the outcome of the football game? I was actually told Friday night that Tyler Buckner was going to play. So I wasn't surprised that he put him in, but I think at the time that they put him in, I think the timing of it was was really smart because Toledo had really kind of gotten a read on what Notre Dame was doing in the mm-hmm. run game. And and that's what I kind of find comical about Brian Kelly's, you know, we got to simplify things. They've basically ran inside zone, outside zone counter. That's basically what they've ran in the first two games running game wise. So I don't know how much simpler you can get than that. Uh, but what they, what, what they were doing was, is they were really crashing the backside and, you know, Jack Cohn, who Brian Kelly told us all, you know, spring and summer and fall camp that he can run and he can pull it and all that kind of stuff wasn't doing that. And so they put Tyler Buckner in and it was a complete change of pace. And Toledo didn't really, wasn't able to adjust on that first series. Notre Dame goes on a, you know, 90 plus yard touchdown drive and it, it gave him a little bit of a spark. And, and then that, that combination of the two, I think provided a spark and helped the offense kind of get going a little bit in the second half. And, and then of course Jack Cohn comes in and gets it done. But I think it was a I think it was a good insertion. And and Darren, this is exactly why, you know, when when you and I would talk this summer, I said, I want to see a Tyler Buckner package. Mm-hmm. This is exactly why, because he's a dynamic kid. And 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 you know, I've been critical of Coach Kelly his comments, but one thing he did say in fall camp was Tyler Buckner's a dynamic player yeah. and you win games with dynamic players. I'm I'm very pleased that they said, Hey, look, I we got to figure out a way to get Tyler Buckner on the field. This kid's too talented to be standing on the sideline uh, and, and not getting reps, and, and they're absolutely right. And that doesn't mean Jack Cohn's not doing a great job or Jack Cohn's still not starting quarterback. He is. Just like Chris Leak was the starting quarterback of Florida in 2006. <laughs> but Tim Tebow was, was too good not to have a role on that football team, and they did. And that team went on and won a national championship with two quarterbacks. But one was the starter and one was the dynamic you know, young freshmen that just they just needed to find a role for. Is it a must, Brian, that Brian Kelly continues to use both quarterbacks in every game to have a chance to reach their ultimate goals? I I don't know if I'd say necessarily every game. Okay, uh, but I, I I personally would say. I, I, is it a must? No, I think Jack Cohn's a really good quarterback too and can win some football games. But especially right now, until you get your offensive line figured out. You know, I think giving teams more things to think about and more teams to prepare for is not a bad idea. Now, if they can get their run game just somewhat on track, then then and, and they can find some answers. Then sure, I, I think there may be some games where you know Jack comes out hot and he's really tearing the team up, and you say, "Hey, look, let's just let's just keep riding him until he cools off, and then he just doesn't cool off." But I personally like the idea of having Tyler Buckner's part of your package every game. It's not just a thing for Toledo for me. It would be something I would always want to do. Because again, he's just he's too good not to play. And but I, I my thing would be I just hope that they still make sure that everybody knows this is Jack's football team. Tyler's just you know just like hey look Kevin Austin's the W right like there's mm-hmm. no doubt he's the W he's the best player that they have at receiver right now and and Michael Mayer's the tight end for sure. But they still come off the field sometimes right uh, and that's kind of how I would look at the quarterback situation. Talking Irish football with Brian Driscoll, the publisher of IrishBreakdown.com. Early in the Toledo game, 
at the conclusion of the game, Jack Cohn was able to find Michael Mayer. In the middle portion of the game, the receptions dried up, Brian, because it looked like Toledo was doing everything they could to take away Michael Mayer. If teams, and we know this is going to be the case more than likely a lot of times, they're going to try to take away Mayer. So who can Jack Cohn and Tyler Buckner look to? Who will take advantage of Mayer getting possibly double coverage throughout football games? They have plenty of guys for that. I mean, it, it, look, if if the offensive line would have given Jack Cohn any kind of time on Saturday, Braden Lindsay would have had a monster game. Oh, he was open a couple I mean, of times. I mean, just a monster oh. game. You know, Kevin Austin had some big plays. Avery Davis, you know, he had three catches for 29 yards, but he had a 37-yard gain brought back on what I thought was a, a bad call uh, by the referees on the officials on, on, on Jarrett Patterson being an illegal man downfield. Uh, but... Yeah, I think there's plenty of weapons. You know, Kyron Williams out of the backfield, Chris Tyree out of the backfield. I mean, look, you're gonna you're gonna put all those resources to stop on Michael Mayer and OG. Now we got to stop Kevin Austin and oh crap, they're running a running back out of the backfield on a wheel route. We can't cover him. It's a 55 yard touchdown. That's what Notre Dame should be able to do all season. And, and so it's kind of like pick your poison. Who do you want to take out of the game? And as long as it, you know, it's funny, Darren. I we said in our radio on, on our on our podcast this week. So, all they need the Notre Dame line to be is just average. Yeah. Like, if you're just average, this offense is going to score a ton of points. Because look what they're doing now with the offensive line playing as bad as I've seen since 2007. That's how bad they've been the first two games. It has been awful the first two games. And they're still scoring points and moving the ball. Yeah. If they're just average, this offense is going to be really hard to stop. Want to sneak in one question about the defense. On that final Toledo drive, Cam Hart was not on the field, the starting boundary corner. Brian Kelly was asked about that after the game. Was not injury-related. They had Tariq Bracey on the field. Did you spend any time breaking down film on the Irish secondary? Did anything stand out about Cam Hart's play that led to the Irish making a change? The series before, you know, he was playing, they were playing some off coverage and the series before he was giving up a little bit of ground. He only gave up like one completion the whole game until that last series, uh, the scoring series. And he gave up, a, he had a pass interference, I believe, and gave up a couple, you know, kind of intermediate throws. That's really it. I thought Cam Hart until that second to last series where I thought he made a couple mistakes of closing on the ball and the pass interference. I thought he played a really good game. You know, but I think part of that problem might have been just look, they wanted to get some cover guys on the field so that Toledo didn't take a big shot, perhaps. Uh, but uh, no, I, I didn't necessarily see anything that, that would, would make it. But then, you know, when Kelly says things, I, I, you know, you always say, well, he says it's not injury related. He says it's not this, but he also says the offensive line is not a problem and they're rotating the guards <laughs> because they need a rotation. And you just, you, you don't always know what he's saying is, is truthful and what he's saying is protecting the players or whatever other thing you want to say it is. Brian, are you expecting a competitive game at the stadium against Purdue? I hope not. I mean, I hope this is the game that Notre Dame kind of comes out and it starts to click, you know, and, and when that happens, whoever they play is going to get smashed. I mean, that's just, you know, the defense is really close. If the offensive line can play better, Notre Dame should roll Purdue. But if they play like they've played the first two games, yeah, I expect this to be a competitive game. Purdue's well coached. They've made some changes on defense. It's going to be a much better Purdue team than what we've seen in recent seasons. So, yeah, they're going to have a battle on their hands if they play the way they have the last couple weeks. Well, you've got plenty of coverage at irishbreakdown.com. What should Irish fans expect when they go there? 
Well, you know, today we're kind of really taking a deep dive into our Purdue coverage. And the thing that we have up this morning is I have a, I have a recruiting comparison. So I took like the starting lineups and then the main reserves and I compare them from where they were as a recruiting standpoint. And, you know, it's a really, I, I always find that really fascinating. But to, to kind of sum it up, Notre Dame has 15 four and five star recruits in their starting lineup at two deep. Purdue has five. Wow. So, you know, at least from a recruiting standpoint, Notre Dame has a big advantage. But this is a feature we're going to do each week. And, I think it's kind of fun to to look at, but then today we're going to stack up, talk about stacking up matchups, and and then we'll get into keys to the game, all that kind of fun stuff. So we're really dive taking a deep dive into the Purdue Notre Dame matchup starting today. Check it out right now, IrishBreakdown.com. The publisher is Brian Driscoll. He joins me each week on Sportsbeat AM to talk about this Irish football team. Appreciate your thoughts, appreciate your time, and we will talk to you next week. Sounds good. Thanks for having me on. You bet, Brian Driscoll publisher of irishbreakdown.com. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.